0: Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. The three L's. Three L. L cubed. How about that? I'm M squared and L cubed. Oh my goodness. Another day in paradise. We have the Chinese on the border of Canada running all kinds of interesting drills. And old Justin up there abiding by his... Uh, his own agreements made with China that affords them the right to actually um, perform military exercises on soil that they have deemed sovereign to the Chinese Communist Party an arrangement that Justin Trudeau made with the Chinese communists in 2019 that affords them, Chinese, the right, you heard me correctly, on another nation's soil to engage without having to alert authorities or otherwise answer to anyone in that particular country. And what does that tell you. I mean, we always knew if Canada could be compromised. I mean, gosh, even the dumbest person could look at a map <laughs> and figure out that Canada would be a really good spot for, uh, for an enemy of the United States. So all it takes is a few bad apples. I have to tell you, I, I told you guys I was apologizing for a while, repenting. Or judging harshly nations who who seemingly keep voting for really, really crappy people. I mean demonic evil forces, right? And now that my own country, my own state seems to be ground zero for this election fraud that was perpetuated worldwide is still being denied by people who are running yet another compromised election in the way of the Senate runoff here in the state of Georgia. The fact that it could happen in my country, and I'm watching it, I've read the affidavits, not all of them, of course, but many of them. I've seen a lot of evidence that other people have not seen. Um, There's no doubt in my mind, plus 2 plus 2 really does equal 4 for me personally, so there's no doubt in my mind that we've been compromised as a nation as it pertains to this act of war against our uh, constitutional republic. So it's not far-fetched to me that other nations have been subjected, and we know for sure Venezuelans have. Um, But I kind of shook my head whenever I, I, I realized that Justin was going to have another term, and I thought, Golly, I mean, for all the people who follow me and complain and they you know they just he's like they mock him constantly. I mean he is just like a he's a parody of himself as leadership goes in in Canada, and I'm thinking, why do people keep voting for these kinds of folks, and then you wake up in the United States of America on November the fourth and realize that you don't always get who you voted for. So, I've had to repent for harshly judging others in my own heart and mind. You know, let me stop right there and hit on something really quick. This will be my life and love component of of the show, which always leads to liberty. It should. Godly love. Not to be confused with codependency. Godly love should always lead to life and liberty because God sent his only begotten son down here to what? Set the captives free. That would be us, by the way. So as it pertains to judging people harshly, there's a little scripture that says, as you judge the same measure you will be judged by. Okay. That's not talking about looking at something. It is like one of the most, one of the most um, widely uh, misrepresented. I won't even say misinterpreted, but misrepresented scriptures. And it it really is, it has become an overarching excuse for every form of, of sin, every form of reprobate and and crazy behavior, right? Deviation from uh, moral code and societal norms is, we go don't judge me. We're not supposed to judge, right? But actually the church is supposed to judge the church because we are considered a family. Notice when we judge something, It's because God has given us this amazing thing called discernment. That's why I'm able to look at two apples and add another two apples to them and know that I've come up with a cumulative number of four, right? I'm discerning that two apples plus two apples is four. I'm making the judgment that two plus two is four, okay? When I see people involved in certain behaviors, myself included, I can almost always predict how it's going to turn out when they're involved in behaviors that do not historically lead to life or liberty and are not precipitated by a spirit of godly love. The fine line we have to walk with that is not judging harshly with almost a superiority. It's kind of like, the mask Nazis that we contend with right now, soon to become the vaccine Nazis. These are the people who have bought into this fake piety, um, this love thy neighbor perverted version of the world that says, well, I'm just going to take one for the team, and I'm going to go run out for that vaccine right now because I'm so much better than you. I'm such a... Good American, I'm just going to lay down my life and my arm, and just take it because I want you to be safe. Right? We can't even get people to quit smoking in in public areas. I mean, we because we're listen, fallen nature, selfish. Somehow, though, through politicization, through brainwashing of eight years of Obama, we have all become subjects of, you know, love thy neighbor. We've all become codependent with one another, calling that which is evil good in the name of love. That's not love, by the way. People who enable others uh, to continue down a path of destruction, that is not love. That is called codependency. There's a book about it, actually, Codependent No More, or the Bible, which will tell you it will help you break free from all forms of codependency. But we live in, in a time where as we're as we're squeezed, as those of us who are like, hey man, if you want to wear a mask, cool, wear a mask. If you want to go get a vaccination, awesome, jump on it. As for me in my house, I don't really buy into the masks because I kind of believe the science behind masks, which is virus spores, masks with all these cute little, you know, all your little cloth masks, all those things that we already know, by scientific measures, do not work at keeping a viral spore out of your nasal cavity or your mouth. And nobody's running around with glasses usually unless you're one of these people who runs around looking like a plastic Darth Vader. Oh, but that's, I thought that was a joke at first. Now I see people with those things everywhere. We're like, it's, just plastic. it's like the cone of shame my dog is wearing right now. It's just this plastic thing, face shield And people are like, at least your eyes are covered, I guess. I don't know. Good luck with all that. That's certainly one way to keep a virus spore from coming into direct contact with your nasal passage or mouth. But remember, things have a tendency to float in the air, right? If someone sneezes and they're sick or they cough on you, you know, it could stand to reason that unless (laughs) you are completely clamped down like your little plastic face shield is, is buttoned to your shirt or zipped. Viral spores have a really interesting way. Those little viral spores that have already started to mutate because that's what happens with man-made viruses. They mutate because that's what they are designed to do. And in this case, as an act of obvious war, on behalf of the Chinese and American dissidents. I said that today. I said that to my daughter. I was like, in my generation, just thinking of an American dissident is kind of funny to me because who would want to formulate a dissent against liberty? Well, we have an entire party of those people who think that way. I digress. As it pertains to harsh judgment, okay, You people who agree with me about masks, kind of like mask and let mask, right? Leave me alone about not wearing a mask. If you're so protected and you're wearing one, you should be good to go. Okay. But there's been a brainwashing of sorts that to love your neighbor is to mask up. We're all in this together. You know, those wonderful hashtag campaigns. Christians do it too. We're full of hashtag Christianese. And so is, you know, the community, the science, the science, the faux science community at large. When it comes to judging people harshly, there is a spiritual and universal principle that will always, 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 always spell that A-L-W-A-Y-S. Always come back to bite you in the hiney. It will always come back to roost. It just will. How you judge someone you will that same measure will be used in your, li- in your life's own judgment. Okay, let me give you an example. Ever met those people who had alcoholics as parents and said, I will never, I will never be like my mother, I will never be like my dad. And maybe they weren't, maybe they never became alcoholics, maybe they never took a drink. But I guarantee you there's another area of life that they have become an addict in. And how do I know that? Because by the measure you judge, the same measure will be used in your own life. It is coming back to visit you. So when you see people doing wrong things... And you think that you're above it. It's something I have to check myself regularly on right now because I'm so angry about all of the injustice, delayed justice, literal abandonment of all reason and justice uh, by people who have been appointed to carry out justice. Um, That's enough to make you just not feel good about a lot of things in this world. And you just look around and go, mm OK, and you start hoping for people's imprisonment <laughs> and you start you know looking forward to the uh, to martial law and to the executive order being executed and people's uh, financial ruin who have sought to hijack our elections and if you're not careful, your heart becomes darker and darker and darker and there will come a time that you'll look up, usually slowly, and realize that you are in some kind of a pit that you never thought you would be able, or you never thought you would succumb to. Why? Because it is a universal truth. You can judge something correctly and not condemn. You can, and what I mean by that is, you can be, some people, yes, are condemned to death, right? But you know what I'm talking about. In the holidays, are here, and some of you are going to be with those wretched, ratchet in-laws, or your daughter-in-law, your son-in-law who's a loser, you know, whatever, whatever judgments you've, you've built up in your heart and your mind about someone, there's probably something about them that you just can't stand, and, and you've created a harsh judgment in your heart. Usually speaking, that thing will come back to visit you at some point. So what's the remedy for that? Very simple. Exactly what yesterday's remedy was. You ask, you, you confess it, you ask in your prayer time for God to forgive you. And he will, because he promises he will. And he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And then you ask him to show you what's in your heart about that thing. And he will, because that's who he is. And remember his first priority is always you. And his first purpose is always liberty. It, that's, that's all It's you are God's purpose and priority. How can I say that with such confidence? Because that's what's written. And he sent his son here for you. This is the reason for the season, right? As Christians. So if he, and he's the only deity in all of history that did not require us to reach up for him. He came here and he's still knocking at the door of our hearts and our minds, even through all of this tumult. And if I can, if I can impart, anything to you in my shows other than information, which you can get information anywhere. But if I can offer you anything in my shows, it would be this, especially during times like these. You've got to press in. You have to press in to truth, unadulterated truth, inerrant truth. It is so crucial for you to do that so that you can press into your peace and your joy and your righteousness. And how do I know that God will hear your prayer and then make your heart right about a certain person? And it may not happen in an instant. It may take some time. How do I know that? Because he promises to do that and he is not a man that he should lie. And so whenever you seek after righteousness, he will be found. He just will because your liberty is his first purpose. It's his first priority. He sent his son here to set the captives free. And we are all captive to something or someone in some way, shape, or form. So as I'm looking around the landscape of my country, and more specifically my state right now, and I see that we are hosting an election in a compromised system, that otherwise not-blinded men and women can see is a compromised system. There's irrefutable evidence in the way of affidavits, sworn testimony, which is an affidavit, which is also evidence. Um, You now have Dominion voting machines and software across the country that has now been deemed compromised through forensic audits, And we still have leadership, quote, leadership here in the state of Georgia in such defense of their office that they refuse to see and admit the truth while telling people to go out and vote in a compromised system, knowing that they have single handedly set the system up for failure of one particular party over another because however many republicans show up to vote in this senate runoff the democrats have already proven that they will pick up the goalposts and move them that's how it worked on november 3rd and by w- by whatever means necessary they will do it because there's an insatiable lust that drives the left that is comparable in in uh veracity, veracity i would say to the, to the rights uh the right's insatiable desire for freedom the left's insatiable lust is for oppression because they are the quintessential codependents they need a nation filled with codependents people who depend upon them and their elitism um, in order to stay in power, I mean, whenever you think about power in its most in its most basic form, right? I'm still, I'm, you know, there's still a very godly childlikeness that I have whenever it comes to people, and and whenever I think about power, right? And I'm like, okay, what is the ultimate goal of a globalist elitist like a George Soros? I mean how much money is enough how much power is enough i mean so something else has to be driving people like this is it is it generational spiritual generational retribution is it revenge is it bitterness you know is it just generational demonics uh manifesting in in this lifetime cuz as a minister i can tell you that absolutely happens what is it how much power and control and money is it does it take to satisfy someone's lust to watching an entire nation topple what's th- okay then what like what's next people are always amazed speaking of pedophiles i know right stop it uh speaking of pedophiles Chief Justice John Roberts apparently um is being it's alleged that it's his name that's on the Lolita Express Jeffrey Epstein's flight log you know that that flew everyone over to Pedophile Island and the name John Roberts is actually written uh in, in cursive on the man- on the flight log and echo of course initially we were like holy crap could it be no way Well, now, uh, throughout the entire day today, it's been trending on Twitter that there definitively is is the allegation that's been put forward that that is, in fact, our Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts, who was on that Lolita Express. I don't know. I do not have definite evidence to anything of that nature. Other people say uh, they do and that he is, in fact, you know, on that side of the aisle um, and, and, and on that level of depravity rather. Um, and I would say to this, say this to you about that. People are like, God, how do people become pedophiles, you know? And I'm like, well, it is very true that many people who go on to molest little children have themselves been molested. They've been victims of it throughout their life and they, they're perpetuating it. From generation to generation there are others who begin in you know deviant sexual practices whether that's through pornography it's through bdsm and and things tend to escalate or devolve um, into you know your the dopamine the neurotransmitters that are fired over time it's kind of like your first coke hit which i've never had thank god but As I've studied it in ministry, you know, you will never, you're always chasing the dragon, as they call it. You're always chasing that first rush because it's like all of your dopamine, all of your neurotransmitters are firing in that one massive flush the first time you hit Coke, and it's never the same. I think Sade had a song, something like that, as it pertains to love. It's never as good as the first time. (laughs) Hopefully it gets better, but with drugs, that's not the case. You're always chasing the dragon. And it's kind of the same thing with deviant behavior of that nature because your physical body is in search of and in need of that next fix. That's why, you know, psychopaths and, and, and serial killers, you know, they, um, that's why it's important to really nip uh, crime. Uh, and, and nip it hard and, and nip it swiftly with justice uh, whenever people are young, uh, especially whenever you see signs of, um, you know, pa- uh, just pathological thinking, um, sociopaths, psychopaths. These people have a tendency to just uh, escalate their crime. We had a case here recently, uh, guys getting in the car with people, in, in, with women forcing them to drive to an ATM and giving him, giving them his sob story about how oh thinks I just need a job. I've got my kid. and can't afford nothing. And, and these crazy women, white guilt, totally in motion are in the newspaper quoted as saying, you know, I just felt so bad for him because I understood where he was. I was like, well, of course he came to like the pearl clutching side of town, you know, where everyone's been super conditioned with all their little black lives matter sign out on the lawn, hoping no one will burn their home down their $3 million house. And they're like, yeah, I'll drive you to the ATM. Is there anything else Can I take you home and cook you a meal? You know, do you, do you need a place to stay? And I'm thinking, what a group of idiots, first of all, because it's just going to be a matter of time before he escalates. Well, what do you know? Three weeks later, about four victims into this, he bumps it up a notch, throws somebody out of a moving car after he beats the crap out of her. Uh, you know, next thing you know, it's sexual assault. So you got to nip stuff. Right, it's important, and shame is not really a good. Um, it's it's not it's it's not really a good preventative uh, measure whenever it comes to uh, criminal justice. Um, shame no longer works on a lot of people, as we see politically. That's why you're like, gosh, what can we do? We feel so helpless because shame used to work, um, not so much anymore, especially for folks on the left. So, you know, the Lord talks about that in various scriptures that he gave them over to a reprobate mind because they kept turning from uh natural order they kept turning from truth and so they were given over to a reprobate mind uh mindset which means you you can't your conscience is so seared that you can't even tell what's right and wrong and most of you can agree that that's the world in which we live but listen here's the place where we have to be careful you're not above sin you're just not you're not above being bought off on some level it could it could it could be just a belief system that is keeping your entire family in bondage but there's a payoff for you and the reason why you hold on to that belief system even though it keeps the entire family in bondage you still hold on to it with you know with a death grip. And it's leading your whole family down the wrong path. And only you know what that is. So whenever you look around at people who have been bought off by the Chinese or, you know, and and we're sitting here trying to figure out what the hell, like what could have been your motivation besides money and power and greed and sex and whatever motivates people, um, you know, be careful. Guard your heart. It's very important. Okay. And you are the keeper of your, uh, the gates to your city of your spirit. Bible also says a man who does not have rule over his spirit is like a city with its walls torn down, and every manner of beast enters there. In now, think about that. I mean, those are strong words. Uh, speaking of every manner of beast, apparently we do not have strong walls whenever it comes to our cybersecurity uh, and our federal government. And basically, we've been shown this week, actually two weeks ago, these guys started hacking into um, into our. Uh, our electric system uh grid if you will uh on a national level and no one told us about it because there's so many other things to you know be distracted by right now um but we have been attacked again and uh this is also coming through the solar winds company that we've now been hit to is directly related to um Dominion uh voting machines and software products and things all over the world. This is a concerted effort. This is a this is being conducted like a symphony against the country right now. So our defense systems have been breached. Um, very sensitive information with regard to our nuclear program was breached today. That's a pretty big deal. But you probably didn't hear about that. Um, and I don't share these things to scare you. Rather to let you know that they are, um, it is in fact an imminent threat against you and your family and this nation. And what you do first is you pray. Very simply pray. You pray that evil will be thwarted. You pray for the walls of this country to be erected because this, this fight is first in the spirit realm. It's Ephesians 6 and 12. And you pray like your life depends on it because it does. And so does the country. There are very bad actors attempting to take us down. So while we're all becoming information junkies and um, very caught up in pointing the, you know, the gotchas and the, aha, I knew it. And the, you know, in the tweets and the posts and the, you know, we're all just starting to feel like, okay, great. There's another one. There's another traitor Now what? Or, you know, uh, uh, what's the favorite one of the day? I'm trying to think of of how people, you know, it's breaking. I've typed the term breaking in capital letters more in the past two weeks than I have in my entire career. Um, what was smoking gun? <laughs> you know, there are all these hyperbolic just catchphrases where you just go, okay, well, okay, where's the, okay, there's a smoking gun, but who's at the other end of it? right? Like we're all just itching for justice to prevail. But I want to encourage you not to lose heart as justice has her way. And I I pray that wisdom would prevail above all else. Uh, There's something I was going to read to you guys. Um, Okay, this is about the hack. Okay, so here we go. This is really important. The um actually this is a different one. Hold on. Let me go and find this for you guys. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? This is good stuff. I love Emerald Robinson. If you're not following her, you totally should. She is on Newsmax. She is uh very up to date with her um with her Twitter feed and uh she is a she is a news anchor but she also has a fantastic personality which I I kind of love the combination which is I'm addicted to newsmax now uh, in the evening that is uh, that's my jam that's my go-to because they're just real people they're not trying to be journalists they're not trying to look or behave or you know I mean they've got all kinds of mannerisms that are not usual for technical television um, but I don't care because their heart is in it, right? Like you feel like you're sitting down with a friend every time you watch them, and hopefully you you feel the same way every time you listen to my show. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe confirmed that there was foreign interference in the 2020 election. Shocking, I know. According to CBS correspondent Catherine Herridge, um, this says DNI Ratcliffe leads uh, the 17 intelligence agencies, and intelligence agencies. And uh, he has access to the most highly classified information that's held by the U.S. government. He told CBS News that there was, in fact, foreign interference by China, Iran, and Russia in November of this year. And he is anticipating a public report on those findings. When? Not tomorrow, when they're actually due, according to the executive order that the president signed forth, like, uh, 2018. But not until... January. Not until January. Uh then they go on to cite how, you know, his findings contradict Christopher Krebs, who was uh recently fired, and um and they're saying that he said that it was the most secure thing ever, you know, blah blah blah. There's no evidence. Uh Sidney Powell a former federal, uh, former federal prosecutor has been seen working alongside President Donald Trump. Blah, blah blah. I'm just reading this to you. Filed a letter with the Supreme Court on December 13th to notify them of two batches of recently obtained evidence about Dominion voting systems voting equipment. Uh, her letter outlines new affidavits from two forensic experts. I'm just going to tell you guys: the Supreme Court does not have the stones to take this up. And, and you're going to have to somehow, some way, whether God providentially is about to do it, I don't know. You're going to have to move around Chief Justice Roberts. I, I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to happen. Pennsylvania absolutely has standing because Alito's already made it so. Um, but they clearly have zero desire to do their jobs. None. I mean, we, we go over water fights. I mean, they, these guys, these clowns can't even decide that life is life for God's sakes, but you know, maybe our, our expectations are too high. Um, Powell said that two military intelligence analysts have signed sworn affidavits. Again, that equals evidence stating that the SSL certificates from dominionvoting.com were used multiple times from Canada, Serbia, and the United States. Um, Meanwhile, the Office of the Director of the National Intelligence uh, ODNI confirmed that their upcoming report includes information about relevant foreign threats from the recent election. The IC has received relevant reporting since uh, the election. A number of agencies have not finished coordinating on the product uh, project. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Late Wednesday, the intelligence community has notified Ratcliffe that they will not meet the December 18th deadline set by President Trump's executive order to submit the report on foreign threats during the November election as agencies have not finished coordinating on the product. Now, what does that mean? So I reach out to my intelligence community folks and I'm like, what is this? So can, can he can the president just create a new executive order? Can he move the goalposts down the field? Uh, you know, what is this going to take? And so I'm like, what does this mean since they're, you know, missing the deadline? And um, apparently the president does not need the report to be the president <laughs> to execute his executive order, which is good news. More of you have been asking about the executive order versus, you know, martial law. Uh, the executive order is is going to, you should read it. It's online. It's extensive, it's very comprehensive. Uh, it's very easy to read, actually. Um, it will outline who is whose assets are going to be seized, who will who will personally be seized, uh, and the process by which the federal government is going to move forward during these, I would say unprecedented times. I mean, they are. Um, but this certainly isn't the first coup d'etat that that this country has endured and i use the term endure with great anticipation that we will not only endure we're currently enduring but we will in fact prevail and we will overcome i do not align myself with uh, a lot of the gop who should change the letter r from their last name to or from from their strike that from their um, the end of their name or the beginning of their name Rather, it should be a J for Judas. Judas. There are many Judases. How disheartening to look around and see how many people have abandoned the president. It's very disheartening. But I want to encourage you to take heart because more people are actually going to fall and they're going to be found um, on the other side of right and of liberty And uh, you and your family can remain intact through this entire transition. And when I say transition, I'm talking about draining of the swamp, um, in epic biblical proportion, which I still believe is happening and will continue to happen. And I still firmly believe that Donald J. Trump will be um, our next president as he is currently. Okay. That's all I really have for you guys today. It's been a long day. It's been a long week, it's been a long month, long six weeks. Um, I just want to encourage you to be encouraged. Stay encouraged. It's not the time for feeble-minded and weak-kneed folks. We need you to remain patriotic. Keep your eye on the prize. And know that truth ultimately has, will, does, will forever prevail. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, run over to my website and buy some merchandise for your patriotic relatives. MonicaMatthews.com. If you're an American, act like one.